You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome to a very special episode of Imagine If. You know why it's special? Because it's the prelude to the Crisis on Infinite Earths CW crossover event. Yes, I am excited about this. I don't get to watch these TV shows, but I am going to make time for this. Because (laughs) why? Worlds will live, worlds will die, and television will not be the same. It might be, but just, you know, just in case. I mean, it has to change. They have to change up their format of their shows. Or not format, but at least the, the... they have to make it so that they're all it's all on new earth like it it only it would only make sense yeah no totally like i think this 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 helps not that it's a supergirl problem but the the thing that that she's on a different earth mm-hmm. so now it's like hey this is perfect because now martian manhunter can totally appear on every episode uh hank henshaw if he becomes a big villain there's a reason superman and green arrow and flash can yeah you mm-hmm. know like this is going to be awesome stuff and I hope it leads to even more, you know, like, hey, maybe this is, you know, like they could reference something from like, I don't know, Batman the Animated Series and they'll be like, oh, you remember that case? And then secretly like, we know what that case is. I mean, like (laughs) one of the things that I always found an issue with, like when when it comes to the movies, like when you have uh, a movie where Batman acknowledges that Superman is there, like people get upset because... Now it's in the movies. It's like, well, if Superman's around, how come he isn't there to help solve this case? Like, right, yeah, in, yeah. in us as comic book creators, we've we've dealt with that forever. It's like, well, just because it's two different things. Like, Batman doesn't always need Superman, or nor does he ever really want Superman to come stick his hand head in. Right? Well, he might be busy, and Superman <laughs> does. Yeah, he's doing his other things. You know, yeah. it, if he's he's uh, saving a village from volcanoes uh, that are blowing up. Maybe coming in, punching out a uh, bank robber is not uh, high on his yeah. priority list. He's over in the Phantom Zone. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry I can't stop Arkham Asylum from letting somebody out again. <laughs> I'm trying to keep General Zod at bay. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's the biggest issue people are going to have when we, if they do combine all the Earths. You're going to be, well, if Batwoman is having issues with uh, someone about to blow up Gotham City... Why doesn't Barry just come over and save the day? Or why doesn't uh, Supergirl just come over and save the day? But, you know, I think I think DC is going to get lucky. Because how is it then we can watch Captain America Winter Soldier and then not be like, well, why didn't he go to Tony and be like, hey, you know, these, these shield things are going to happen. So why don't you make some kind of satellite technology? People understand that they're not always in constant connection. So I think DC can bank off that, that, that viewers have learned that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's neat when Captain America and his squad to do their thing. And then Iron Man and his squad are doing their thing and then they'll fight and then they'll make another movie where they make up. So that's what we'll get. So I think DC can capitalize on that. Like, uh, you're right. If this had been maybe like three years ago, then people would be, you know, harping about that. Like, oh, wait a second. You know, Martian Manhunter could just come in and solve every problem. You're like, yes, he could because he's not busy. But then that would not be entertainment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wouldn't be entertainment. So 
I am excited that if these shows all become on a quote unquote new new earth that we can start doing storylines. I mean, there could there could be, you know, straight up a JLA that yeah. happens in this in this world. Can you imagine if this does well enough like next television season you know we're proud to announce justice lee greg berlanti has done it again you know like my god we're gonna get like a weekly show of the justice league live action i mean i i that'd be incredible i don't think it will happen at least it wouldn't if it happened it wouldn't have your barry allen flash it wouldn't have your kate kane uh, batwoman on it like they would find whole new characters to cool then make up uh, another Justice League that would be a separate show. Kind of like how Legends is right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's totally fine. Like, they could recycle some of the minor characters, mm-hmm. you know? But then at the same time, how cool would that be, though? Like, yeah, give us some new... Like, all of a sudden, Max Lord funds it, and he puts Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, and it's like, you guys, I'm going to build this team around you. You're the nucleus, and we know what he's doing. <laughs> that sneaky son of a gun, and it's going to be exciting. You know what? we got Blue Beetle. And <laughs> honestly, I'm very upset that we haven't had a in any of the shows a uh, uh, John Henry Iron Steel yet like I don't understand how we haven't had that character I know he's a great character like he's got wisdom yeah he's innovative he makes a he power is, suit <laughs> yeah he's your Tony Stark if you want he's a scientist he's an engineer I mean and plus like like I read a couple of story arcs back when he had his own comic he was great he is and I then mean, I love that even Superman could turn to him and be like what should I do? Like when you're at that level where Superman is like, what would you do? What should I do? Can you give me advice? Like that screams volumes. Oh my God. When Grant Morrison took him to the JLA. Yeah. That was perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, oh, I'm going to revamp your uh, satellite or not your satellite. I'm going to re- revamp, revamp the watchtower. The, the watchtower. Yeah. I'm going to do your security system. When he got to play with the new God technology. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Thank you. That's a good character. Pick him up and go with it. And then if you really wanted, you could bring in Natasha, his his niece. Like that's, it's all kinds of things that you could be doing with that character. And yet not one of the shows has touched. Like, I mean, I hate to sound like terribly racist but like why hasn't he showed up on black lightning like why hasn't he showed up on supergirl like yeah, he needs to show up somewhere that that's that's very interesting it's i, I think it's very interesting uh, that's crazy because we've had talk of hank henshaw right uh-huh. cyborg superman we haven't seen it but well, we have Superboy. We do have. We did have. Are you talking about in in those those shows? Oh, that's right. Hank Henshaw died because it's Marshmallow's secret identity. Right. Okay. But never then, mind. Sorry. Yeah, but then you had Dean Kane. No, no, you had the actual Hank Henshaw become a uh, cyborg Superman. Okay, so we did see a cyborg Superman. Yes, so, we okay. saw two of them because the Dean Kane version of uh, Alex Danvers, Kara Danvers' father. Uh huh. Like, what's his name? It's something Danvers. Obviously, uh, Mr. Danvers. <laughs> he uh, he was the first one that they experimented on to do the cyborg thing too, and then they did it to Hank Henshaw when everybody thought Hank Henshaw was dead, even oh. though Martian Manhunter took over the Hank Henshaw uh, persona. So that's crazy, but that I, that is just crazy. But it makes sense because it kind of yeah. the New Fifty Two influence. But again, something I'm thinking is like we almost like we have half of the reign of Superman. Yes, because you're right. Superboy over in Titans. Oh my goodness, I didn't even think about that. You're That's right. All you need is yeah. Eradicator and um, uh, Steel. Yeah, we haven't had too. we haven't had an Eradicator, which is surprising. Is very surprising. Like if you could, you could possibly do that. I mean, we've had a Bizarro Supergirl, so 
Yeah, an Eradicator version would be pretty interesting too. Yeah, and it'd be easy. Hey, you play Superman, play the Eradicator, put on these glasses. And yeah. Be mean. Oh, that's good. You know. Okay, so going into um, this week in the spinner rack, before we get into the deaths of of Infinite Cri- or Crisis on Infinite Earths. What is new on this new comic book day? All right, here we are at Wednesday, the only reason to make it through this week. Uh, Let's go to the local comic shops and see what's out there. So I'm going to start off with Boom Studios. This one hits heavy, and I love it, and I highly recommend it. Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Team Up. That's right. Your inner child is screaming with joy for once in its life. (laughs) This is exciting. I read this book. I love this book. It's going to sell out. I got a big feeling. I got a feeling it's going to sell out. Go get yourself a copy. Uh, There's a great team cover. And then I love the fact that like Boom Studios has been killing it with Power Rangers. Like Rafa has been talking me up. my, my, My inner Power Ranger has been reborn and I'm reading this stuff again and I'm loving it. And I love that when they did issue, I think it was either zero or one, they had all the Rangers holding their, their helmets. And it was like, that was the cool collector gimmick. And it's like, okay, I get it. Thank God I didn't fall for the trap because they're <laughs> expensive. But they're doing it again. It's the Red Ranger helmet being held by each of the turtles. So you see the typical turtle body and the hands, but then you see like the uh, mask drape down. So they'll be holding the Red Ranger helmet. And you see like the red from Raphael or the blue from Leonardo and so on. So they'll have four of those. Uh, There's a Kevin Eastman cover where he's doing the Turtles and the Power Rangers. So there's some exciting stuff. But this thing is fantastic. Like it, this reading this team up took me back to like the first time I read Spider Man and Superman teaming up. Like this took me back to some like childhood joy, DC versus Marvel. So this is exciting. So I enjoy it. I highly recommend it. Do yourself a favor. Get in early because, like I said, I have a strong feeling that this book would sell out. Um, all right. Now, going to the typical two, I'm going to head on over to DC Comics. And this week is going to be giving us Batman 84. Dang. It's like, okay, Batman 85 is it for Tom King. <laughs> yeah. So it's getting there. It's insane. So Batman 84 is going to be awesome. Why? Because it's going to show us why Thomas Wayne survived the Flashpoint. So we're going to see what's going on with that. And if you bought the button, be excited. Why? Because that story might matter. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> um, DC, or sorry, Batman Universe number six of six will be out. So this will be the end of Brian Michael Bendis's Walmart Giant Tales with the beautiful art by Nick Darrington. So these two will be uh, finishing up their story. And I got to say, this cover blows me away. So it's Batman very much with like the typical open hands. Cape is blown back. White energy is shooting out because there's a white lantern ring. Batman and White Lanterns, what's going on? Mm -hmm. So I personally, I'm waiting for the trade paperback edition because they're going to like they've done them as Walmart Giants. Uh, Then they released them. As two Zs in these Batman Universe books, I believe they're going to do a hardcover and then there's going to be a trade. So I'm going to wait, but I am very excited for the story. I think that's going to be fantastic. Uh, Fans of the TV show, now is the time we are trying to get you to join us here in comic book land. Batwoman, Supergirl, World's Finest, Giant, number one. This is going to be the ultimate in woman power, so pick it up. I've This one... It's just going to blow up like this is unheard of. You know, I mean, we don't have like when you say world's finest, it's typically Superman, Batman. And this is great. You have such great synergy. Now, uh, go ahead. are we doing is this is this uh, the two two 
the two versions from the TV shows, or is it just is this the DC version? Well, or it's like the, the comic DC book version still. It'll be the comic book versions, but it's very much in that vein. Yes, it's the Kathy Kane Batwoman, and it is Kara Zor El Supergirl. Okay, so the comic book versions are like I would say Supergirl is very much in line with herself. I think they've they've kind of formatted those two together. Mm-hmm. Batwoman's a little bit off just because you know they're going from the origins to where she's grown to. Right, but this is definitely playing off of that synergy of what's right. Going okay, on. yeah, yeah. So I, I just I, so. I was the because I remember there was the there's that one Elseworld that has oh, yeah, yeah. the the female Superman and female Batman because it's not Batwoman it's not our typical Batwoman in in uh, yeah it's Supergirl it's, a, it's like the what is it Rule sixty three yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. like that it's it's the it's an it's an Elseworld where the, the versions are female um, but I also th- have to think about like in another okay in the multiverse in another Earth. The versions of Supergirl and uh, Batwoman teaming up together is Power Girl and Huntress. Yes. Like, that's what, Earth 2? Yeah, Earth 2, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I I would love to see that, where you have Supergirl and Batwoman up against Power Girl and uh, Huntress. Okay. But now, I, I and I love that. I would love to see the four of those match up. But ideally, isn't it typically... Supergirl and Batgirl who team up because there is supposed to be friendship between Kara and Babs. Oh, okay. And now they're kind of obviously with the, the TV shows, they're forcing it more with Kara and Kate, which isn't, you know, isn't a bad idea, but right, I yeah. kind of feel sad that Babs got bypassed in this case. Yeah, you're right. But still, I would love to see that. I think that'd be neat, you know, because it's like, if anything, then in that case, what? Because Batwoman is like the cousin to Bruce Wayne. Right. So you have the cousin of Bruce Wayne versus the daughter of Bruce Wayne. And then you have Kara of two Earths going up against each other. So right, that would be yeah. really exciting. <laughs> and it's like, you you know, our Kara is like definitely the kid's sister, maybe even daughter to Superman. Right. Power Girl Kara Caring, is yeah. like, I'm your equal, you know, like, you know, like. Actually, she's, I would say like know, Power Girl is like, I can, I am what you can eventually evolve to. Yeah. Like I see, I don't know. To me, I always see Power Girl as stronger than Supergirl. Oh yeah, definitely no. You, I, I haven't felt that way well, because okay. I mean, Kara. Like it, it, I'm gonna say it this way in ages in terms. It's it's a woman versus a girl. You know, like Kara, well, she's a businesswoman. She she's she's uh, what was it? Star Enterprises. I think she had her yeah. own business and stuff like that. So I mean, she's just like she's got the smarts. She's got the superpowers, and she's been at it longer as well. You know, she's so been I, at I it longer knows. definitely. And I, I just I always go back to like the well the pre-crisis Superman is much stronger than the post-crisis Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the, pro- the pre-crisis Supergirl should be more stronger than the <laughs> post-crisis Supergirl. There you go. That's a good point, too. Yeah, you know. So but Then you also have the, the Flame Bird, like, uh, yeah, Fire Matrix that. Flame Bird Supergirl. and Nightwing. Yeah, those those two team up. So, yeah, that's right. Well, okay, so Flame... She didn't call her Actually, Flame Actually, you know what? Uh, Earth they? Angel or whatever. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking ma- about now. Yeah, the, the, uh, the uh, Electroplasm Supergirl... So basically, the first post post crisis Supergirl, yeah, and then they merged her with an angel, yeah. So she was mostly Matrix, and then they they did kind of give her a name for a bit there, but yeah, I remember she had, her, but she had she fire had flame wings, flame wings, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why I said flame bird. Yeah. So yeah, that's I mean, where and she's she, a character they need to bring back. That would be interesting. You yeah. should, you, you should definitely have like I I you know I I could see them doing that in the next like season of Supergirl, like because Lena Luther is such a a big part of that show, uh-huh. like. 
she how she's always feeling like I'm betrayed by Supergirl. Like we were friends, and she never told me that she was actually Supergirl, kind of thing, over and over, right? Uh-huh. So like in the next season, she's like, I'll make my own Supergirl, and I'll you know clone her, and I use this Matrix, and she has flame wings and all this other stuff. Dude, that is so spot on because actually, okay, the history of that. So she would be the post crisis Supergirl. Mm-hmm. So. This is John Byrne era of Superman. So he's all flying around, being all cool. And then it looks like Lana Lang as Supergirl flying up. And she like tugs on his cape and he's like, what? (laughs) What is this? And he's chasing her around and he's like, Lana, how do you have powers? And she's like, I'm not Lana. I'm Supergirl. You know, I'm I'm here to be with you. And eventually he, he... has her meet the real Lana Lang art, you know, earth new earth Lana Lang. And she's like, I don't know what this is going on. So then she kind of starts giving herself the classic Supergirl look. And she's like, okay, well we come from this pocket universe and there Lex Luthor actually made her. Right. He made her to fight the Kryptonian villains from, from the Phantom Zone. Oh. And so their pocket universe got destroyed because that was the story where Superman was like, all right, you three need to cut it out. And they're like, no, we're not going to stop. We don't care. We're not from here. We can destroy this whole dimension. And they do. So Superman's like, I have to execute them. And he sh- you know, does the He's kryptonite, the kryptonite thing yeah. So that Supergirl has nowhere to go. So she comes to live here. And because she looked at Lex Luthor as a good man, she naturally went to our Earth Lex Luthor. And by this point, he was Lex Luthor Jr. With, with the, the red hair. hair. Yeah. yeah. So it's like there, there is precedent. <laughs> So yeah, it could be it could be an interesting character they introduce. Yeah, but definitely. So, anyways, I would recommend this one. It's a one hundred page giant, so you're getting more than the standard giants, and they're just going to have a ton of great stories in there. Uh, You get six adventures. I believe at least one of them is brand new. The other five will definitely probably be reprints. So yeah, pick it up. It's definitely going to be a hot collector's item, in my opinion. Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths number eight facsimile edition. So these facsimile editions are fantastic they're exactly one for one reproductions of original comic books and obviously with crisis on infinite earth starting up very very soon here on television why not reprint one of the big issues so they chose issue number eight why issue number eight spoilers the death of barry allen yeah so that's a big one so is that foreshadowing something I don't know. Only John Wesley Ship can tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that is a neat one to definitely go out there. Deathstroke hits the mighty issue 50. So his series has been going on for quite a while. We had a lot of wild stuff. So basically, the fate of his family is in the balance. Slade must take on himself. That's right. Slade Wilson has been fighting Deathstroke in these books, so it's all going to come to a head. Uh, We also have out this week Dollar Comics. I love these again. If you want to get somebody into comic books, you want to find a cheap and easy gift to give, you want to give a comic book to a kid, this is the way to do it. Dollar Comics. So this week they will be focusing on Birds of Prey number one. That's right. Going back to the very first issue that started another great comic book series. So Greg, or sorry, Chuck Dixon and Greg Land teamed up for this momentous comic series. Wow. Yeah. So Chuck Dixon and Greg Land. Yeah. Hmm. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, Final Crisis, because everything's crisis, crisis, crisis. <laughs> you get a crisis. Uh, but anyways, Final Crisis Omnibus will be getting a new edition, so that'll be out your way. So if you want to see a crisis, but you want to see a crisis in the style of Grant Morrison, this is where you go. Get your hot pink neon and go nuts. Green Lantern Black Stars Part 2 of 3 will be out, and this is a world that Hal Jordan didn't make, but he's definitely trying to control it. So the Black Stars have started conquering other planets. This time they come to Earth, and they face off against the Justice League. So what will be happening there? Infected continues. So we've had the year of the villain, and the Batman who laughs have shown his hand. So if you are a Donna Troy fan, do not miss this issue. Infected Deathbringer number one. So now we finally get to see a Donna Troy just insane. Wow. How's it going to happen? So that's scary. Why? Because she's a trained Amazon. That's why. (laughs) Um, This is a great one. I highly recommend. It's got a heavy price point, but you will not regret any purchase of it. Injustice, Gods Among Us, Omnibus, Hardcover, Volume 1. Okay. uh, This book, like I could have, like, okay, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. And I hate it. Like, Hey, I've bought every stupid Hawkeye title out there. And then I quit buying it. And then that's when Matt Fraction comes along and does the best Hawkeye ever. <laughs> so I want to get issue one because I want to get the actual comics because I collect them. I got to pay up the nose, yeah. you know? So it's like, okay. Injustice, I did the same thing. I bought every stupid tie-in comic books. I read Mortal Kombat versus DC and it was horrible, <laughs> horrible. So I said, no, this is where I draw the line. And guess what? Injustice was amazing. Mm-hmm. So I went back. Luckily, at that point, when I bought the number one issue off eBay, I got it for $40. Yay, lucky me. Um, but I've managed to get two complete sets of it. I bought the hardcovers. I love the hell out of this story. So if you want to get yourself a beautiful edition of it, they are putting the omnibus together, which is going to feature all kinds of bonuses and extras. It's a beautiful book. It's a great story. I wish I could tell you if you don't like it, I'll buy it off you, but I can't afford it. But I really strongly suggest it. It's beautiful stuff. Buy it, hide it, and give it to me for Christmas. There you go. Uh, Justice League <laughs> issue 37 will be out this week. It's continuing the Doom, uh, the, the Justice League Doom War. Uh, this is huge. There's a, uh, so I wanted to run this by, and I forgot to show you the image before we were going at it. So basically, this Justice Doom War. It looks like on the side of the good guys, you're going to have the Justice Society, the Justice League, and the Justice Legion. Okay, so from DC 1 million. Mm -hmm. So there was a cool panel. um, Jorge Jimenez, he's the artist on this one. He's been releasing a lot of stuff on his Twitter. And like he drew this one panel, and I'm going to find it. I'm going to send it to you because it's a great one to keep. But he's got like the Android hour man is standing next to Rex Tyler. And he's like, it's an honor to be fighting with you. Oh, wow. And like, that was so cool. And then even Rex is like, I'm going to take this pill and it's going to give me an hour of power. But the fact that you're here means I have 80,000 years worth of history. And it's like, that was so cool. But the part that blew my mind is there's this beautiful two page spread where it's going to be all the bad guys charging. So then boom, then the other side of the coin will be all the good guys charging. And I swear I saw our man flying. That is not like Rex no. Tyler cannot fly, right? No, um, I mean, unless they did like a cannonball special where they just threw him. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. No, Power Man can't fly. I think the android can, though. Right, the android can. So I, I wonder if maybe it was a coloring mistake because this looks, this totally looks like it's uh, it's Rex, not the android, mm. but. But I'm very excited. Uh, Scott Snyder will be retiring from Justice League. I think. 
I don't think this is the final issue. I think the next one is, or maybe he takes it all the way to 40 because this is issue 37. But it's going to be exciting to see what happens there. So I am totally amped up for the do more. I kind of want to see how this goes down. Uh, let's see. Lois Lane, issue six will be out, continuing her adventures. And this time she kind of deals with the ramifications of her father's death. Uh, Man and Superman gets a deluxe edition hardcover. This is by Marv Wolfman. This is a story he wrote like almost like either 10 or 20 years ago. Uh, he wrote this one. It kind of got benched. Then they picked it up and they decided, okay, since these giants are doing great, they republished it that way and they put it out in that market. Um, it's a beautiful story. It's like if you if you want a strong character piece, I recommend it. Like this is not going to be something where you're going to see Superman and Luther fight against Doomsday for the fate of all mankind. No, this is going to be man and Superman. Like he's questioning his place and what he does. So it's it's some really introspective stuff. Uh, New Year's Evil will be out early, so this is going to be... DC's been doing a lot of holiday-themed books, and I think it's great. So Joker is front and center dressed up as the as Santa Claus, and he's going to basically tell us we're all on the naughty list. So you're going to get a bunch of little one-shots featuring the vile villains of the DC universe. They're doing New Year's Evil again? Yep. Well, this time it's just a, a, a one-shot, not an event like they did at that time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so recycling the name, because... <laughs> Those marvelous competitors of theirs have been doing that as well. Yep. <laughs> uh, Superman Secret Origin, the deluxe edition, will be out. So this was Jeff Johns taking his turn at the classic origin of Superman. I love this one, and mainly because of uh, Gary Frank art. Like when he drew his Superman, he made it look like Christopher Reeve. That that hit me good. Like I I just enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Uh, Superman Up in the Sky, Part Six of Six. This is now Tom King's collection of stories. Writing Superman over in those DC Walmart giants. So if you want to get that one as well. Uh, speaking of those Walmart giants, Wonder Woman come back to me part six of six. So this is um, Amanda, 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 Amanda <sighs> Connor and Jimmy Polinati coming together to do their wonderful take on Wonder Woman. So fantastic stuff there. Oh, and by the way. Young Justice, issue 11, is out as well. And if we go to the other side of the street, Marvel Comics, what are they treating us to? They're treating us to Amazing Spider-Man number 35, 2099. That's right. We are smack dab in the middle of 160 years. 80 years from now, it'll be 2099, and 80 years ago, Marvel Comics was founded. So they're having a big crossover event, and it's basically a Spider-Man-centric story. So if you are collecting that, be prepared. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, Annihilation is getting a new Omnibus edition. Annihilation was fantastic. This was the start of the Marvel Space Age. And right now they're capitalizing on that because they're doing Annihilation Scourge, which also happens to feature Fantastic Four this week along with Nova. So there will be two new parts to the new story and then the classic story reprinted as well. Um, we will also be getting Black Cat number seven. Uh, Conan is going to get his own event, The Serpent War. Part one of four is out this week. Daredevil, issue 14, is out. Dude, the story opens up in a coffee shop, <laughs> and it's insane. That's all I'm going to tell you. You got to read it. You need to read it. This one, I will buy it from you if you don't like it, because you're crazy. <laughs> you need to use that money for therapy, which isn't a bad thing. 
But my God, <laughs> if you're not reading Daredevil, oh God, you're missing out. Ditko is amazing. King size hardcover. That's right. If you want a book that's as tall as you sitting down, this is the book for you. <laughs> Basically, they've reprinted these things so big that the actual art will be the size of actual art as comic book artists turn it in. It's all that fun stuff. So this is crazy. But yeah, if you're a fan of Steve Ditko, a.k.a. classic Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, this is the book for you. Dr. Doom will be on issue three. Excalibur will be on issue three as well. Ghost Rider 2099 issue one will be out. Um, This is also part of the 2099 event, as mentioned earlier. This one's neat. And if you are a Johnny Blaze fan, he's in the book. Mm. So that's why I'm going to buy it for all two pages. (laughs) Uh, Iron Man mask in the Iron Man omnibus is out. So this is going to be getting the hardcover edition. This one is in an interesting one. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think this is the first time Joe Quesada wrote Iron Man. And I think this might be the first time he wrote as well. So he was the writer and artist on this. I love that story. Like, they're going to be putting a lot more in there as well. Uh, basically, this is a collection of the Heroes Return Iron Man series. Mm-hmm. So the first omnibus featured like issues one through 25. This will be 26 through 49 with two annuals and the half edition. But it features the man in the iron or sorry, the Iron Man. Oh, my God. The mask in the Iron Man. There we go. It's the play on many words. (laughs) But it was great uh, because this was this was back in 1999. (laughs) So it's New Year's Eve, 1999, actual time. Iron Man's flying around. And right as it goes from 1159. Oh, no. To one to zero 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 into two thousand, right? His armor gets struck by lightning, oh. so it becomes sentient. Oh, I thought we we're going Y two K problem. Oh, this is better than Y two K. This is Y Wi Fi two K. Yeah, yeah, something, something. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so but it was really good. Like it was very reminiscent of Spider Man with the alien symbiote because there'd be moments where like. You know, Tony Stark wakes up and he's like, oh, my God, I'm in the suit flying across the Pacific. Oh, God, what have I done? And the suit's like, it's okay, Tony. I took care of it. Don't worry. (laughs) Uh, There's one part where, like, they capture Whiplash and Iron Man's like, you know, you need to stop doing these crazy things. And then the armor's like, yeah, stop it. And it starts slapping Whiplash and it just keeps slapping him. A solid metal hand is hitting him. And then you see Tony in the armor screaming, stop, stop, as the armor is essentially killing him. It was insane. So, yeah, this is some, like, just crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, Marauders celebrates issue three as well. So, man, we're starting to get the the Dawn of X is moving along here pretty quickly. Old Man Quill will come to a conclusion. That's right. Your favorite guardian of the galaxy, Star-Lord, is going (laughs) to be facing off against... A galactic church galactus for the fate of a horrible, sad earth. So get there and see what happens. Uh, Star Wars number one will also be getting a facsimile edition from Marvel Comics. That's right. This is the one that started it all, at least in terms of the comics. So if you are a fan of the old Marvel Star Wars stuff, this is definitely the way to go with it. Uh, Marvel will also be doing their dollar comics, The True Believers. So they'll be putting out Conan, Serpent War Number Zero, which will be reprinting the Valley of the Worm story. Uh, Star Wars, according to the droids, issue one will be getting a reprint. That's interesting. Um, Star Wars. According to the droids? Yes. Like how C-3PO and R2-D2 see it? I, uh, yeah, I know uh, you don't read yeah. Star Wars comics. But. So if I'm looking at the cover, it's it's so it's very smart. Uh, it's called Star Wars Droids. It's the first of a three part saga. Um, 
Yeah, Star Wars as seen by the droids with scenes you've never saw before. So it's got to so, be, it's like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, but for Star Wars. Yeah. But you know what really sucks about this? They're going to only reprint issue one. Oh. Because they're not going to do issues two and three in the dollar line. Yeah. So they need to be careful. Don't do that unless you have the trade ready. So That's they better true. make the trade ready. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yes, they'll have... Um, Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, True Believer Star Wars Death Probe number one, Hunter number one, Hut Run number one, and Vader versus Leia number one. So there's going to be quite a few of them. So again, these are probably going to be gimmicky part ones. So it's up to you if you want to go down that rabbit hole or not. Venom 2099 number one will be out. Oh, you may have heard of this character. Um, there's a mini series out right now. It's called Web of Black Widow. They're on issue four or five. So if you saw the trailer, you're going to be in for some exciting, exciting stuff. <laughs> and then last but not least, X-Men number three will be on your spinner rack for this Wednesday. So yeah, let's talk about that trailer that came out yesterday. It's uh, Black Widow. Das good, yeah. <laughs> and uh, which is Scarlett Johansson. And it, I mean, I think what I've heard is that the movie takes place after Civil War and you have like, uh, what's his name? Thaddeus Ro- uh, Ross. Yes. Thunderbolt Ross. T-Bolt. Kind of having a, a voiceover. I mean, I don't know how, I mean, at the end of Civil War, she's a criminal. She's a war criminal. Like Big time, they yeah. want her for for trading sides, and um, I don't know. Uh, <coughs> you have Yelena Baleva or Yelena Bal, some whatever her last name is. Baleva, I think, sounds pretty close. The second uh, Black Widow, the blonde hair one, uh, is being played by Lucy Pugh. Pugh, I think that's how you say her name. Um, you have Rachel Weiss playing uh, the character that eventually becomes Iron Maiden. Um, that blew me away. I did not know she was going to be in this movie. I knew she was in the movie. I had no idea who what character she was playing. And then you have David Harbour playing Red Guardian, which is the Russian version of Captain America. Yep. From the 70s? Uh, he's been around for a good chunk of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they all seem to be in some type of tight-knit unit. They, she calls uh, Yelena sister at one point. Uh, and then you also see a glimpse of my character, one of my favorite characters, Taskmaster. I'm not too happy about that suit, <laughs> if that's what we're looking at. But, you know, that's it's, it's still preliminary, I think, at this point. So... I, I take it, like, if you were to look at the costume, you would definitely probably go with that... Merc style, the one without the cape, right. stuff like that. That's definitely what they were kind of going for there. Yeah, but it's kind of weird, like round thing around the neck. Huh, I'll have to take a look at it again. Yeah, I, I just caught it in passing. You know, at, it's really quick. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, well, I mean, it, it's a step up, though. I mean, it's it's definitely the characters there. Like, I feel bad for Red Guardian fans because I've never seen. Is it Red Guardian? Is it Red Star? Gosh darn! Ooh, I thought it was Red Guardian. I think it's Red Guardian. Yeah, because Red Star somebody else is the one in DC, isn't yeah, it? I don't know. Yeah, or is that Red Rocket? Yeah, Rocket Red. Ro- is it Rocket Red? Yeah, it's Rocket Red. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Red Rocket. Not that's, Red Rocket. That's gross. That's <laughs> 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 don't watch that one, kids. Uh, no, Red Guardian. Like, I mean, he's been a serious character. No, there is a Red and Star also over there. There is. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he was a Teen Titan. Uh, he has gold the, in a red suit kinda, with goggles. Is it golden? Blonder. I thought it was a green in red suit. Maybe big, I'm sure it's been both. Like yeah. I think it's one. But yeah, but wasn't it like I think he was ripped apart by Superboy Prime. Probably. 
Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but no, but just going back though to Red Guardian, like he's been a serious character. Like, yeah, he might have a jokey moment. Captain America's had those too. Yeah. But now all of a sudden it's going to be like, we want Russian bro Thor. <laughs> yeah, here it is, you know? And it's like, ah, oh, you know I mean? Again, I don't want to harp on a movie I haven't seen. Right. You know, but I do like, I don't know. Like to me, it's tough because so these you, things ultimately become the comic book, which is sad. Like well, it shouldn't be that way. You haven't actually read The Boys, right? Uh, no, no, sir, I have not. But you've watched the se- the first season? No, sir, I have not. Oh, you have not watched that either? I, uh, I have one of these televisions, but I, <laughs> I, I sadly do not make time for it. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, second season, they are going to have a character that is in the first trade, I believe first trade, maybe second trade, called The Love Sausage. <laughs> He is a Russian superhero, okay. and uh, he is called the Love Sausage because in his tights, he has a very prominent large penis. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, but he is very much a Russian out-of-shape superhero, and uh, yeah, I very much is what the image I got from uh, David Harbour's Red Guardian. Now, it's funny. If he's the love sausages, wouldn't you think he'd have a really good core? If yeah. he's that talented. Well, I think when he was... He was in so he kind of pr- went the way of Ron Jeremy. Well, he's in his... Yeah, exactly. He's in his prime. He is... He's the fit pinnacle of superhero, right. but he, he, go, he retires, so to speak, and just becomes a cook. And then in that, he's... Let himself go. He became voluptuous. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, David Harbour's getting away with, you know, just being super dad bod from now on. <laughs> like, that was his whole last season of uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, this is what they are calling a teaser trailer. Like, it is almost, I think it's two minutes long. Yeah. Um, so, it's, it's a quite a, it's quite a bit, uh, what did you think of the trailer overall? What, how, what did you, what's the the feel you get from it? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of fighting, and which should be for a Black Widow movie. You know, so from what I saw, I enjoyed it. Like it, it, it was exciting. It was fun. It looks like there's going to be like it raised a lot of questions. You know, because yeah, I saw General Thaddeus. Uh, Thunderbolt there. And I was like, huh. Now, again, we're talking Russians. They associate themselves with red. <laughs> Will this lead to a red Hulk? Ooh. I don't know. Um, but it's exciting to see Scarlett Johansson again. Yelena, I was very surprised that they showed her that quickly. Same with Red Guardian. Um, I was excited for Taskmaster. You know, I was like, hey, cool. I know Mitch likes that character. So that's always exciting to see um, the fight scenes that were showcased for the little bits, the chunks that were there. They were exciting. So, I mean, ultimately, it's exciting. It's got me wondering about stuff, which is great because, you know, it's piqued my interest, you know, so I enjoyed it. So one thing I have heard online is that, and this is like tinfoil hat. It's not, it's not anybody that knows anything. It's speculation. Uh, in that scene where you see Yelena and... Um, uh, Natasha fighting each other. Okay, they are obviously doing the exact same moves against each other, right? I did see that. Like yes, the whole I, the whole point of that very beginning of that scene is it looks mirror image. Like the two of them are have a gun pointed at each other and they fight exactly the same. Well, what is Taskmaster's moves? Like, what's his superpower? Oh, he's I able to mimic people's could. yeah uh, photo photo reflexes. So the idea is the reason why you're not seeing a lot of Taskmaster right away is because they're flipping the gender of Taskmaster, they're making it a woman, and now it's Yelena is actually Taskmaster. So uh, if that's true, I mean, it makes sense because Yelena as Black Widow was the evil Black Widow, the bad Black Widow, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, 
she might be the villain of the movie. Wow, I didn't even think about it that way. Because in my mind's eye, I just took it as, oh well, they're um, trained the same. Yeah, they're trained yeah, the no, same. No, that's so exactly those, those true. Standard moves, but you're right. Duh, Taskmaster is all about that mimicry. Yeah, he I watches can... you and he can do it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, good. Just good. like they did Ghost and Ant Man Watch. That's like, true. They yeah, made like Ghost. Female, that's so. brand new characterization there. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Now, speaking of trailers, we also yes, got to tra- talk about the good one. <laughs> we also got a trailer for The Crisis on Infinite Earths, which we're going to talk about. Like, this is our first real glimpse into what it all is going to look like. And holy good Lord. Okay, this, with this trailer, I feel like it's a movie. It's like, definitely I, a I, movie. I feel like this just went from television to, like, big. Mm-hmm. I'm so... Oh, like I'm fangasming. If that's now, not a word already, I mean they didn't show it in the trailer because they also released a couple photos. But there is a photo of uh, Brandon Ralph Superman. Oh yeah, pinning Tyler Hawkins Superman against the wall with one arm. And which, I love the acting on it because it's like Brandon Ralph. It's like it's like when you're just holding a door closed like, yes. with a slight gust of wind, <laughs> and then Tyler is like both arms like. Oh my god you know like dude so like yeah kingdom come superman is gonna be like freaking <laughs> i am the superman <laughs> now but speaking of two supermans in the trailer you have tyler hockland as clark kent walking up on the, the kent yeah. farm saying excuse me but you're clark kent right and that's that's tom welling standing there yeah. like looking at him like i think we could possibly have what we were talking about last week with you know a clark kent of a prime earth or yeah a prime earth that yeah. doesn't know that he has superpowers or doesn't use them or whatever you know well and that's what's exciting is because the whole point of tom welling his show is superboy yeah so yeah you keep him like he's just clark kent there is no superman on my world you kind of get a backhanded superboy prime out of the deal i love it unless tom welling is like sure i'll make my superman go evil i'm okay with that. <laughs> that's gonna be oh my gosh but the whole thing but i tell you what you know what blew my mind I was surprised they showed it. Um, uh, Kevin Conroy's Batman. Yeah, when he's walking down. When he's the walking steps. down in the the, the 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 iron lung, the bat lung thing. The you know, exoskeleton. His, his exoskeleton. Yeah, I was surprised they showed that. Yeah. I, so that I love that he also recognizes Kate. Yeah, that's an interesting twist because. Okay, even if you go back to original Kingdom Come, the comic book series, there was no use of Batwoman. No. And Batwoman's existed. I mean, Batwoman's existed since the 1940s. Oh, yeah. Kat, Kate Kane has only existed since maybe like 2008, Before I think. Before it was Catherine Kane yeah. or Kathy Kane. Yeah, Kathy Kane. And so they've had diff- different iterations of her. And then we, but in the animated series world the oh, mystery Tim. of the batwoman yeah, the oh mystery of the my batwoman. god i didn't even think about it. i've never seen that one you've never seen that I've one never seen that but one they had, I, is that the one where they had three women though playing batwoman i don't know all i do is remember though is she kind of wore the batman beyond costume yeah. which makes sense where they started associating the red the wow. red yeah yep i know what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was that was pretty cool you see you see the the world where iris is starting to dissipate away uh because her you know that world's being destroyed earth 38 is being destroyed. do you know anything about earth 38 nothing that's ringing a bell yeah like i, I don't i mean i could go look at my multiversity but i don't think earth 38 has been like a specific number well that's the one that harbinger apparently takes uh, harbinger and the monitor take them to because this is the point where this is the earth where we're gonna rally it well now has that ever been something on the tv shows N- not specifically 38 that i can remember <coughs> um so it I, I don't know it's just it's 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 so cool that when they introduced Lila 
in the Green Arrow universe or Green Arrow TV show. Uh-huh. Um, they never really had anything to do with the fact that she's Harbinger, but obviously Harbinger is a huge point in yeah. uh, the Crisis on Infinite Nerves. It's funny. So the story behind Harbinger is, yeah, we think it's going to be the Monitor and all that fun stuff, right? Mm-hmm. All right, spoilers. I, I highly recommend you read Crisis, but she gets, or sorry, she kills the monitor in like issue two or three of Crisis. Really? Yeah. So then she winds up becoming the big rally point for the heroes. Mm. Like she's the one who's the general who's like, okay, I've, you know, I've taken Blue Beetle from the Charlton comics. I've taken Superboy Prime, and you're all assembled here to be my heroes to fight the anti-monitor. So a quick look at the DC database shows Earth 38 is John Burns Superman Batman Generations Earth. Oh, I love that Earth. Yeah. I wonder why they would pick that one. I hmm, I wonder if they're going to throw Generations and, and Kingdom Come in as the same Earth. Oh, that would be cool, and then it wouldn't. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> they're both strong. Are they're strong. Yeah. yeah, they are like... If if so, there's a, a but having to explain that to to audiences in such a short little time, the difference between a generation Superman and a Kingdom Come Superman could be a little difficult. Uh, to me, I think it's easier to just like do one, you know, like yeah, oh, yeah maybe that's what you're saying the other, right there. Yeah. I would just to me, it'd be easier to be like, yeah, no, this is Superman of the future where his lowest died. Mm-hmm. Okay, then instead of being like, this is the Superman who had children and he had Lois Lane, and then they there was family drama and his son went to Vietnam and he came back <laughs> angry. And then, like, what happened now? <laughs> is Robin Williams there? Is he going to say good morning? That's all I know. <laughs> so you are hyped even more so than before, dude. I like, I am already. So I'm on eBay and I'm I'm looking at the um like the like okay every country gets cool stuff and I I know we get cool stuff but when I look overseas like Britain they get these cool hardcover books that are like here you want to learn about Batman here's or, that's too easy here you want to learn about uh Red Red Star here you go here's a book and it's like his first appearance and a major story arc like these things are beautiful. Like I got a Cyclops one. <laughs> like they have a book out there that tells you. So it has the first appearance of Cyclops, the origin of Cyclops, and then this four issue mini series that Cyclops is in, all in a hardcover. There's one for Wonder Man, not Wonder Woman. Wonder Man. Wonder Man. Wonder Man. Simon Williams, the guy who hangs out with the beast. He's got a great book out there like that. <laughs> I love these books. And so, anyways, so yes, in the the foreign markets, they actually do take these crossovers and they release them as DVDs. And so I'm just like, I'm thinking, okay, like I'm probably like, I'm going to buy one. I'm not going to be able to do Jack Diddley with the disc because region one players and all that fun stuff, unless I figure out like, okay, you know, which player, which one can adapt to a region right. one or whatever. I'm going to bug you. I apologize in advance and I thank you in advance because I'm going to try to build my own DVD. Like it's like, okay, I want to put the five episodes, you know, put some of the special features and stuff in there, get the Kevin Smith uh, after crisis, after show, whatever they're going to call yeah. it. You know, like I am hyped for this. Like I, I'm, I, I'm going to make time for television <laughs> and I know that sounds ridiculous, but for me that's big. And it's not because I'm like television rots your mind. No, it's because <laughs> I probably fall into too many day. like Facebook comas. <laughs> uh, it's only a mere few days away. So I, know, I cannot wait. Uh, talking about that. What are speaking only to the comic book version of crisis on infinite earth? Who were the deaths? Like the two major deaths of the crisis on infinite earth that we, that we usually think of when we talk about that crossover event 
was uh, Barry Allen, The Flash. Yep, which is huge. Carzorel, Supergirl. Yeah, that would be the Supergirl of Earth Two. Um, that would Earth be the Supergirl of Earth One. So that's okay. That's the main universe, the the current continuity that is their Supergirl. Um, yeah, that was huge for both of those because at the time, so Barry Allen, Barry Allen is a character of hope, like even more so just because of what they're saying. Like, like, like he was always St. Barry. Uh, he was a hopeful character. He ushered in the silver age. He had done so much for comic books and all this great stuff. Towards the end of his run back in 1985, things were looking very bleak. Like he killed the reverse flash. He had this trial. It was ridiculousness. Uh, Luckily, he was reunited with his first wife and they went to go live in the future. Well, they sent him to the future because they knew they were going to kill him off. Uh, Marv Wolfman figured he'd be the big death because he, again, ushers in the Silver Age. So a lot of people, when they talk about the time, like in in our world, in real life, when they talk about the lifespan of the Silver Age, they, they quote it as Barry's life. Like that would be the entirety of the Silver Age. Um, I think that's great. I, you know, is that is that part of that uh, book that Iris writes, The Life and Death of Barry Allen? So... That is a post-crisis thing, right? So Barry, our Mark Wade, what the writer Mark Wade, when he took over the Flash books, Wally, he had that play out in that, and mm-hmm. so yeah, like they they mention the crisis and they talk about that stuff, but in this crisis, it's just the Anti Monitor tried to kill our Earth because there was only one Earth, mm-hmm. there was no multiple timelines, right? Or multiple Earths because now it's just one timeline. So it's it does exist. It's out there. And actually, DC Comics, back when it was cool, they did make a life story of Barry Allen, a uh, hardback and trade paperback mm-hmm. version of it, and it told everything about Barry Allen. Like, mm-hmm. you new kids, if you read it, you're going to be like, this isn't the Barry I know, and it's not the Barry you know. <laughs> it's the real Barry. <laughs> <laughs> so... You, like you said earlier, the death of Barry Allen happens in issue six, six to eight. Uh, issue eight. Issue, issue eight. eight. Okay. And this was a 12 part maxi yeah. series, right? And you know what's nuts? Issue seven is when Supergirl died. So issue seven, Supergirl dies. Issue eight, Barry dies. Why? Yeah. Now, I know it, it, it's been a long time since I read Christ on the Infinite and I, I And even when I did read it, it was kind of like real fast and glancing. <laughs> um, Barry dies because he taps, he essentially has to tap into the speed force, go fast enough, and then he gets absorbed into it. So, not necessarily, because back then the speed force didn't exist. So, the thought process is he he runs, like there's there's this antimatter cannon that the, the, the antimatter has. And so he's going to charge it up to blast our Earth. So Barry manages to break free. And the reason why Barry was kidnapped as one of the first heroes by the Anti-Monitor is because he could vibrate to other Earths. Right. So they're like, ooh, that's a good power to have. Um, so Barry manages to break free. He, he uses the psycho pirate and he's like, all right, you're going to help me. And they start running around. And so Barry's like, okay, the only way I can defeat this cannon is by basically making like an, an anti-charge to that. And so <clears throat> as he starts running around, creating up his own positive force, 
essentially he just runs his body out like he just super metabolizes himself and he's like oh my god i've i've eaten every nutrient and cell in my body and he just you know and time starts flickering out for him so that's why like if you go back to crisis on infinite earth's number one batman's fighting the joker and then like a very skeletal barry allen shows up Mm -hmm. he's like you gotta help me and then vanishes off because he was running so fast he was also blipping in and out of time which is kind of what we saw in batman v superman right yeah that's what they that's (laughs) that's the image they were alluding to it definitely wasn't we weren't doing crisis on infinite earth but they were going towards the the snyder universe no i think they were going to use that as part of the doomsday just like two movie yeah so the plan was in that that scenario with desert Batman, right? That would have been desert flash, right? So the heroes figure, Hey, if we can go back in time and stop Superman from becoming the tyrant because of dark side, we'll be okay. But yeah, it, it homages to that fact that that's why the flash appears to Batman first. So mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, this is, this is a big moment from Crisis on infinite earths. That's going to stop injustice. That's going to be cool for all these movies. Right. Will no longer happen. <laughs> hey, I'm all about hashtag Snyder cut as well, How but dare it doesn't you. matter. Don't anymore. say it here. Hey, it gets likes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Barry ends up dying away. Uh, does he stop the, the cannon? Yeah, he actually did. Uh, then that was a major, like defeat to um to the anti-monitor so by him taking out that cannon now the anti-monitor has to show up himself in order to do these heinous things that he wants like his his power weapon is gone like this would be almost the equivalent of taking out the infinity gauntlet so now thanos can no longer do the snap he has to go himself and do these actions okay so let's jump Back to issue seven, then why? So why, why, did, why Kara Zor-El and why does that happen? Yes. Okay, so Kara Zor-El represents another Kryptonian. So at the time, DC Comics, one of Superman's taglines is he's the last son of Krypton, right? Right. And it's like, well, how can you be the last son of Krypton when there's 50,000 Kryptonians all over the place? You know, you got Bebo the super monkey. So it's it becomes irrelevant. Like Superman is hanging out with his dad every weekend. So it's like that... that you know, it doesn't make it what it is. So the thought process is it's going to send a powerful image if we kill Supergirl. Because with the death of Supergirl, now that really means Superman is alone. He is alone, yeah. And so, you know, the, the thought process is you have all the heroes. They're assembled on one of the – I think it was like the moon of Quard because Quard is supposed to be the antimatter world. Right. And obviously the anti-monitor is going to thrive there. So that's his, his base and everything. And – the heroes all show up and they're going to fight him. And Supergirl just takes the charge because she doesn't want something to happen to Superman. I don't know if there's an outside story where she knows that something's going to happen. So I forget because it's been a while since I've looked at it myself. I think she knew she was going to die in that battle, mm. but it was to save her cousin. So that's why she she did not mind. So she goes in and she just powerhouse tears down the the anti-monitor like the beatdown that she gave him is what caused him to change his costume because if you look at crisis on infinite earth there's two versions of the anti-monitor there's his classic appearance with all the tubes and the, the the armor and then he gets beaten up to the point where then he becomes the one with the cape and the little bit more mobility mm. uh, so she basically broke his outer shell and she just now that's that 
the the thing that she breaks is the armor that like Superboy Prime eventually wears. Yes, yeah. When so, he's destroying her universes. Yeah, yeah. So that becomes a big pivotal moment, a big pivotal piece. So she does this in order to save, you know, you know, she thinks she's essentially killed the anti monitor. And so that's what she's excited about. Um and everybody's just like torn asunder by it and Superman is decimated, you know, because up until that point everything has just been an imaginary story. Now we're playing for keeps. Bear, you know, Kara is dead. Barry is dead. That's it. So wait, wait, wait. I feel like we skipped something. She felt like she won, but then she dies. Well, she felt like she won. Like, it's kind of like the Superman Doomsday battle. Like, oh, okay. did I kill him? Yeah, yeah, you did. Well, you know, they come back. And so a- she kills, she quote unquote kills him in issue seven, but she just broke that shell. He went and rebuilt himself and came back for the final stand. So then, then we get the... The now classic cover of Superman holding. Yep. So Superman holding Supergirl and all the heroes in the background. Just they're right there. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I used to remember sitting hours just staring at that cover and like that's so and so and that's so and so. I don't know that one, so I'll learn it. You know. <laughs> so you these two characters now. Do you know any backstory? Like was was uh, Wolfman was the yeah Marv Wolfman was the writer writer with. Uh, George Perez is the artist and co-plotter. Who's the editor? Editor probably would have been Dick Gordiano. So do you know the backstory of either one? Like, was there a mandate to have these two characters killed? Like, was there, was it, was it just Marv Wolfman who was just like, hey, I want to kill off these two characters. So from what I can remember, I know Marv Wolfman actually said he would not kill any characters created before he was born. Okay. He didn't feel that was right. Uh, so, you know, he, he's, he's an elderly fellow. So some of those heroes, not many were safe, you know. So Superman um, isn't going to get killed. Batman's not going to get killed. Yeah. But even though a Flash, Jay Garrick was around a long time well, ago. Well, that's why Jerry, or Jay survives, not Barry. But not Barry. You know. Right. So, yeah. So uh, he did create a kill list. Like, actually, all of them sat down. Dick Gordiano, um, Jeanette Kahn, uh, Paul Leviatz. Marv Wolfman, George Perez, Len, Len Weinman, they all sat around and like, what about this character? What about this character? Because there were mandates. Like they, This is the 50th anniversary of DC Comics. The goal is to take many worlds and make it one simple universe that fans can understand. Um, so obviously it came down to like, yeah, the Superman, we're going to get rid of them. It's only going to be Superman, just one. So hence the Kara Zor-El. So she's picked on that one. Uh, Marv Wolfman, I think, if I remember correctly, I believe Marv did pick the Flash because, again, that's, that's like an Alpha and Omega thing. Like he was the start of the Silver Age, so that's going to end this age. Because even then, Barry is the first hero to go back and discover the Golden Age heroes as well. Right. So it, it plays to a lot of symbolism there. See, now uh, it's also interesting that – you know, obviously, when the worlds come together uh, and we get Earth Prime or New Earth, I'm sorry, um, you have an a uh, Superman that's new, right? Right. He, he's 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 brand new again. Batman's brand new again. However, Flash at this point is Wally. Yes. Not Barry. So yeah. does that mean Barry, the Flash, existed before uh, Superman did? So at the time, it felt that way. Because, yeah, you, you sit down and you're like, okay, well, Hal Jordan and Hawkman are now technically older than Green, or sorry, than Superman and Batman. Right. Uh, even Batman was a little bit wonky at first because, like, let's say, for example, let's say Crisis happens, there's all these new DC books. Superman is brand new, issue number one. Action Comics continued on. 
Uh, Adventures of Superman is recreated because I took the old Superman books. Mm-hmm. So now you have three books for Superman. Batman and Detective Comics continue on, but it's not until Frank Miller's year one when Batman really gets the restart. Wonder Woman starts over from scratch by George Perez with a number one and so on. Um, then, you know, one of the books, okay, let's put out Justice League. So then they put Justice League. Batman's on the team. He's not acting like the Batman that you're reading in the Batman books. You know, so some of these, like, it's kind of like what we went through with New 52. Right. Like Batman and Green Lantern, they got a free pass, so they got to move forward. The other characters were restarted. But eventually the timeline goes on that it's like, yeah, you know, the flat, like the original JLA, you know, now it's no longer the Magnificent Seven. It's Barry, Hal, Aquaman, Marshman Hunter, and Dinah, the Black Canary. So they appear, and then like you know, a year later or a couple months after, then Superman and Batman appear, stuff like that. So at first, it is weird because Wally is like, I remember being a Teen Titan, and you were Superman. You were part of the JLA. Now, all of a sudden, they're both these brand new heroes. But it's that sliding time scale because mm-hmm. like if you read Man of Steel, there are time jumps in the book. You right. know, like issue one happens, and then it's like issue two two years later and you're like oh okay so that kind of helps to explain those gaps if that makes sense so barry and Kara die yes are there any other notable deaths so one that i i think is huge and it's surprising and it, it's a shame because i don't know if it'll ever get told but um the original um hawk and dove Okay. Dove dies uh, as the crisis wave is coming. So when an earth is being destroyed and this works so great in comic books because a comic book page is pure white. Right. So the artist only has to draw a partial page and then the rest of it's left blank because that's the antimatter coming. So the original Hawk and Dove were brothers Don, D-O-N, and Hank Hall, Don Hall and Hank Hall. Um, they killed off Don Hall. I don't know if the plan was to relaunch it right away with a female dove. A lot of people did argue at the time, you know, like, hey, why is Dove a guy? It should be a woman. You know, it's it would play better. And so that's why they eventually made it Dawn, D-A-W-N. Uh, but yeah, Don Hall, he died saving people. He was pulling him out of a building. As soon as he pulls the last one out and goes to turn and run, nope, antimatter gets him. Wildcat 2 dies, Yolanda Montez. Um, the original Wildcat, Ted Grant, uh, he was just beaten severely. You know, your old bones can only go so long. So he's basically in a hospital bed. So Yolanda takes up the costume and decides, hey, actually, no, I'm sorry. She is born out of the crisis. My fault. Okay. My fault. She was born out of the crisis. I was going to uh, say, because her brother is the one that eventually becomes the... The new Eclipso host. The new Eclipso host. Previous Eclipso host. In, yeah, 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 in JSA. Yeah. Um, so those were some of the ones that I, I could think of there. Um Gosh, it's escaping me. I know there were a couple others, like, but there's not like a a what was it the in Doomsday or in the Death of Superman, I should say. Uh-huh. Uh, the first person to take to take a punch from uh, Doomsday was uh, Booster, Booster Gold. Gold. Right. Is there a version of that for Crisis on Infinite? Oh yeah, okay, duh. That's a great point. So the the way Crisis on Infinite Earth actually opens up, it starts off on Earth three. Mm. And you see all of Earth 3 dies. (laughs) So we only take the five characters, Power Ring, Ultraman, Owlman, Superwoman, and Johnny Quick. So you see them doing everything they can to stop it. And you're like, what the hell's going on? And even Ultraman is like, this is bullcrap, you know. So those characters die. 
And that's huge because you just killed the Justice League. Um, then it phases over to Alexander Luther, as we talked about last week. You know, he's there with his his wife Lois Luther. They put Alexander Luther Jr. into the rocket ship and send him off. So those two characters die. So as far as we know, all of Earth three is dead. Boom, done. Um, we meet Pariah. So I believe that is his first appearance. So he is just, he is, in the TV show, he's going to be played a little bit different, but Mm -hmm. he is also a scientist. uh, And he just had what that nasty habit is. Corona, who is the mad guardian from Green Lantern, they decided to go back and look at time. So they go to when the Big Bang is. And that's when you see that giant hand. That's the DC universe. Well, if there's a hand, what does the hand belong to? So they peer further back. So when Corona did it, that's what created anti-mile, antimatter which doomed us so the war the universe the would have been long longer and bigger but it got cut off by a big portion um pariah did the exact same thing hey i'm going to study this stuff and he just got doomed so his curse is he shows up on an earth when it's about to die so they so, can watch it die yep and so that's what's going to be exciting if they keep that curse so there harrison wells will he be doing the same thing like when he shows up it's like no get away get away no no so yeah the you latest know. issue or episode not not the latest episode because i think i'm an episode behind but the latest episode of the flash has pariah eventually getting or nash wells getting into the monitor's uh, secret layer, so to speak. And I think that's where you're going to find out that Nash Wells gets transformed into Pariah. Um, we've already seen at the beginning, the first episode of this, of the current season of Arrow, we saw Earth 2 get destroyed by the, by the anti-matter wave. So they've already started that. Earth 2 in the Arrow versus the Earth where Zoom came from. Um, okay. Yeah, the evil... Jay Garrick, evil. Oh, that's right, the evil Jay Garrick. No. Evil. Well, he, he well, used he, the name Jay Garrick, but yeah. I, that wasn't his name. He his actual name was Hunter Zolomon. He oh, just okay. he just started using the name Jay, Jay Garrick because he knew that one had more of a good guy tendency, I guess. Well, he figured he'd play on the feelings of the Flash. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Jay's a superhero. I'll be a superhero too. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I, I, I mean, I think. I think that we won't see the death of of Supergirl in in Flash in this crisis, but as I've been saying, they could definitely make those changes. I think you had a great point, John Wesley Ship, who also played the Flash in the '90s, plays Jay Garrick now, has played Barry Allen in this universe in Elseworlds last season, yeah. uh, could end up being the Barry that dies. Like, yeah, I could I could easily see them still capturing that that death. Um, you know, I, I like how you talked about that, that even, um, uh, super, oh God, I can't think Smallville, um, Tom Welling. There we go. Tom Welling. That maybe that could lead to like the prime earth. So they're, they're definitely laying seeds of legacy. Like one thing DC is great at, especially DC television is honoring legacy. Um, as something we didn't talk about, but in the trailer, they mentioned the seven. So it's like, okay, you know, so we start picking some of the things like, could they be seven people from seven different earths? Mm-hmm. Uh, could they be maybe the seven that get sacrificed? Things like that. But yeah, I have a strong, I have a feeling that, yeah, that's a great way that you could do the death of Barry. Uh, And especially too, with that facsimile edition being released, because the thought process is, well, if you're going to release one of the comics, why not release the other death? Why just out of the 12 issues? Why just that one? So that's huge. But not to leave on a downer note, luckily, the, the crisis on Infinite Earths, it did many great things. It steamrolled all of DC's properties together. So now like the new gods, 
they exist in the DC universe. I mean, they kind of did, but they were, you know, the, the bastard children. Nobody played with them. <laughs> so now they're here to stay. Um, Earth 1 and Earth 2 are together. So now it's Jay Garrick in the 40s, Barry of the 80s, and Wally to the 90s and beyond. Um, you've got what else was major? Uh, the Charlton characters, Blue Beetle, Captain Adam, The Question. Um, they are allowed to be now part of the DC universe. The Shazam family, they were actually outsiders. Now they are part of the DC universe. So that was what was really neat was it brought that cohesion between all their characters into one, one universe. So I feel that's going to be a strong thing, you know, like Titans, Batman, the animated series, uh, all those shows are going to be together. It's going to be great. <laughs> no, but they'll only do so much, but I think it's going to, it's going to put maybe a stronger band between what we'll see on HBO max CW and DC universe. I yeah. think maybe we'll get a cohesion. I think there. we will. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, just one real quick thing before we, we finish there, uh, just to, bring a, a loop to our conversation about Supergirl earlier and yes. then uh or, but a certain Supergirl the the Matrix okay, Angel yeah, yeah. Supergirl Linda Danvers I think was Linda Danvers yeah. I think you're right yeah. uh and then uh Crisis at the end of that run of Supergirl the one where Oh yes was, okay I remember that yeah she yeah. somehow travels back in time to pre-crisis and ends up being a uh superwoman because in that in the in the timeline, the Earth that she ends up on, she marries Superman because they're not cousins. Yeah, they and she, she the two of them, I believe, fight crime together. But she ends up dying in the in one of the crises, one of the Earths that ends up getting destroyed. Right, right. So I just thought that was an I always thought that was an interesting into that character. No, that was I, I actually I bought those issues as well because I had the Hal Jordan Specter mm-hmm. guest stars. So I was like, okay, is that, how, is, that how she, is that how she traveled back in time? It was something like that, like because like she was going through her own like quote unquote identity crisis, right. but not not that identity crisis, not that one. But she was going through this because it's like, well, who am I? You know, I'm this protoplasm that was turned into Supergirl, but then I'm an angel, and. Uh, you know, and and at that point too, they're getting ready to bring in Supergirl with Jeff Loeb and right. Michael Turner. So it's like redundancy. Let's get rid of that. So yeah. So they and they they had gone through so many different costume designs with her because they oh, even yeah. they even they even did the animated series. They did version. the animated series. That's what they ended with yeah. the white T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, she definitely she took that one on. Um, yeah. No, that, that, that's a really good. Um, I think it was like a four parter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's Supergirl, the 1993 series, whatever the last five or six or three issues. Uh, it's her story arc. I recommend reading those as well. They are, they were fun. It was a nice little tour de force. And it was great because comic books, unfortunately get canceled. And a lot of times the writers don't get to say goodbye to the characters. I think Peter David was the writer of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a lot for, for Supergirl, the maid of might. Um, and he he did he got to say a, a fond farewell to her so yeah that that's a good one that's a good story all right so the next time you'll be hearing our voices will be right after we get the opportunity to watch the episode because we live in Arizona so it's going to be 2 hours after it premieres in the east coast I believe so you you east coast people better not screw it up for us <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we will we will then we will record a, an episode right after the first episode of crisis on infinite earths Hope you're there. Hope we're there. Hope we all get to live to see the next world. Yes. There will only be one Chris right now. <laughs> if you uh, want to talk to me about it before that, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Midgetpedia, G-E-M, G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. You can also find Chris on Twitter at? I am on Twitter as stuff I should say should being spelled S-H-U-D. 
And uh, please check out some of the stuff I write. I put on some articles over on our website, geekelitemedia.com. And then I also have some comic reviews over at adventuresinportaste.com. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geekelitemedia.com. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.